Hey there, and welcome to Be Well with Steph, the podcast. This is the show for you if you believe that personal wellness can be an actively pursued goal, and you're ready to tackle building healthier daily habits with a little bit of good humor, a little bit of grace, and a little bit of coffee. I'm Steph, I'm your wellness and nutrition coach and your host, and I want to make it really clear. You're not expected to be or live perfectly here. Lord knows I don't. After battling diet culture and then learning to navigate the world of wellness culture myself, I know a few things are true. One, it doesn't have to be complicated to be effective. Two, you are capable of creating a lifestyle you love. And three, you have everything you need to start doing that today inside your own beautiful self. On this show, we'll talk about nourishing yourself, moving your body, getting a good night's sleep, caring for your mental health, being in community, and maintaining day-to-day practices that make you feel good. I'm here to help empower you to create and maintain a lifestyle of wellness that gives you the strength, energy, and confidence to go after your wildest dreams. New Year to you. I hope that your holiday season had moments of peace and moments of joy and moments of family. If you were in the Buffalo area like I was, I hope it didn't have too much snow or too much damage or anything like that. I know my heart goes out to so many people who had their Christmases or their lives changed during um, the blizzard, Buffalo blizzard of Christmas. Um, We were fortunate to be, for the most part, safe and cozy. Um, for the most part, got to do a lot of the things that we, you know, wanted to do with Christmas, which was really just seeing our family, spending time together, eating some good food, getting a little bit of rest. Um, And I I hope that you were able to do that. I hope you were able to get a little bit of joy and a little bit of peace and that you are ready to look with hope and to look with a little bit of clarity and intention at the new year that is before us. Of course, just like everybody who's out here making podcasts and making content, um, I'd like to talk about the new year for a little while. I think that it's important that we frame our thoughts in ways that are going to be helpful for us this year, that we set our goals in ways that are going to bring us success, that we look at our lives and as a, an opportunity to create some joy, to create some memories, to help others, to connect with the people and the things that we love, and that we see the new year as a chance to do that. Now, I said to um, a group that I was coaching just recently that when we look at the new year, sometimes people feel some reservation. They feel maybe like resolution is an icky word to them, or they feel like goal setting is not really for them. I like goal setting. I like the new year. So for me, this is a time that is exciting and is joyful, but I know it's not like that for everyone. So if it's not like that for you, I want to um, maybe give you a reframe for the new year. This is a time, the new year, where globally we are thinking, globally around the world, people are thinking about fresh starts. People are thinking about new beginnings. They're thinking about hope. They have a new emphasis on health and wellness. And we're doing this all together. We're doing it in community. So just as we are more successful with our goals when we 
say them to other people. Or just as when um, we feel like we grow more when we have accountability or we have a community or we have a support system, those things help us with achieving our goals or improving our lives. We're a global community right now at the beginning of every year that is saying, I want to do a little bit better. I would like to grow a little more. I would like to connect a little more. I would like to feel a little bit more well. And we get to do that together all at once. Fresh start, clean slate. So if New Year's is not something that typically brings you joy or enthusiasm, I wonder if you can think about it that way. You can think about entering 2023 as a world family, a global community that is just trying to do a little bit better. And however that looks in your life, it depends on you. That's not going to be the same for everybody in the family. Every family member is not the same. But all together, we're kind of striving in that direction. So I do want to talk a little bit today about goal setting, of course, um, and about New Year's. But I really want to start with things that I think it's important that you know or accept before you set any health goals for this year. Uh, Before you set any New Year's resolutions, before you try to create new habits and dive right in, there are a few things, I really had four things, that I think it's really important that we accept and know before we begin. So I want to give you those four, and then I want to, at the end of this, invite you to um, join our community a little bit stronger in the next couple of months or couple of weeks. Um, And I'll tell you about that at the end. But first, we've got four things that I really think that you need to know before you set your health goals for 2023. The first one is that you don't need to have your goals or your plans for the new year ready this week. I actually hope that you don't. Um, I hope that you don't try to say, okay, it's January 2nd. It's January 3rd. I'm going to dive right in with this brand new plan. I think that we really need to give ourselves January or at least the first couple weeks of January, to get to know the you of 2023, to get to tune into you in your regular life. Because you of the last month has been different. That's been holiday you. And holiday stuff has different routines and different priorities than the rest of the year stuff does. That's, that's just the reality of life. Uh, holiday week stuff's bridge looks a little different. Her exercise habits are different. Her priorities are different because they're more focused on family and events and occasions than they are about routines. So I don't want to make goals and I don't want to try to create habits based off of what holiday staff thinks she wants. Because sitting on her couch, sipping a cup of coffee by the Christmas tree, holiday staff is going to try to set goals like she wants to run a marathon this year. Well, that's all great from your couch, holiday stuff. But when real world, real life stuff comes back over these next couple of weeks and realizes how much she works and how tired she is and that it's still snowing outside, some of those um, habits or, or intentions might change. And that doesn't mean that running a marathon wouldn't be an awesome like bucket list item, but it's not really an actionable goal that I can set right now. Instead, my actionable, you know, my actionable items for real world stuff might be things like start walking five to 10 miles a week and see how you feel. Um, Start prioritizing strength training. 
you know, start tuning into um, how your body feels. You know, those are things that I can take action on in small ways that I'm going to be able to assess better in the beginning of January than I can like diving in on January 2nd. Like if you're listening to this when it comes out, it's January 2nd or that even this week, you're still getting back into your regular routine. And so instead, I would really encourage you to give the first couple weeks of January, even the month of January, the time to tune into your body's needs, to do some reflect, reflecting, um, to do some journaling, to think about what felt good in 2022 that you'd like to carry with you and what you'd like to leave back there. What of your day-to-day routines are working for you and what really aren't, where you're going to want to tweak them. And then we can work on, and we will over the next few weeks here together, then you can work on setting goals, making plans, having tiny habits, all the stuff that we always talk about and work on around here. But I just don't want you to do that from a place of vacation mode. I want you to do that from a place of real life and real reflection. Okay, so that's number one. The second thing that I really need for you to know before you set your health goals is that whatever goals you decide to set by the end of January are going to change this year. And they probably should change because over the course of this year, you are going to change. You are going to grow. Your life circumstances might change. Your abilities might change. Your time commitments, your interests, your your relationships, you are going to change this year. So your goals don't have to be um, static. They can be dynamic. They can have gray area. They can have flexibility built into them. Or they can be abandoned and you can set new ones in March or July or September. But it's important to remember that you're setting goals for the new year based off of who you are in January. And if who you are later in the year is different, or what your priorities are later in the year is different, it's okay for those goals to change. And that doesn't mean that your resolutions are going to have failed, that your goals are going to have failed. It's going to mean that you are smart enough to adapt them, to change them as you change. So just keep in mind that whatever you decide this week is your priority might shift, probably should shift as you grow and develop too. And that's totally okay. The third thing is that We get a lot further with our goals when they are action or habit-based goals instead of results-based goals. So it's great to have big results, you know, like running a marathon. It's great to have a big dream goal, a bucket list item, a results-based goal or dream in mind. But that thing doesn't tell you what you are going to actually do. So if I say I want to run a marathon, just stick with this. Side note, I'm not running a marathon this year. (laughs) But if I just say, like, I'm going to run a marathon, that's a brilliant, beautiful goal for me to have in my heart. What am I going to do when I wake up in the morning? Because I'm not going to wake up and run a marathon. Most days, I'm not even going to wake up and run, to be honest. So we're going to, I'm going to get a lot further in my health. I'm going to feel like I am um, building up new habits, that I'm making progress if I am focused on action or habit based goals. So instead, that might be a goal like I am going to move my body intentionally uh, five days a week. That's something I know then when I wake up in the morning, I have to move my body intentionally. I can make that more specific if I wanted to. I could say I'm going to do strength training three times this week. Then I can wake up. I can say, okay, where in my day does strength training fit or does it fit tomorrow? 
I can plug it into my calendar. I can do the action, check it off, show success at my goal for that week, which was to do strength training. Then all those weeks of strength training are going to add up toward something bigger, toward an end result, but I'm going to be able to see it and measure it and understand it and know what to do if it is results, if it is um, action or habit-based over results-based. Always say the same thing when people say, um, I'm going to um, become plant-based. That's a great, beautiful end goal. What are you going to actually do? When someone says, I would like to lose 20 pounds. Okay, sure. You are entitled to any kind of goal that you want to have, but you don't wake up in the morning and lose 20 pounds. You don't wake up in the morning and say, suddenly I understand how to eat. What are the action steps that you are going to do to put that thing in place? Those aren't count as goals. They're like a series of mini goals underneath your big result dream bucket list idea. So really to, in the beginning of the year, as you're thinking about how are my systems work, you know, reflecting, how are my systems working for me? What do I need to tweak? Then you can set a goal for January, February, March, something like that. That is action or a habit based. Like I am going to try to have um, three meatless dinners a week, or I'm going to do strength training, or I am going to go to bed 30 minutes earlier every day. That's an action-based goal that you can look at, you can evaluate how your progress on, and then maybe just as you are changing throughout the year, you can tweak that goal, that action-based thing over the next few months to add on to it, to expand it, or to make it fit better in your life. I hope that makes sense. Then the fourth thing that I really want you to know before you start setting your health goals is to avoid any extreme or black and white language that doesn't give you that wiggle room. So that would be the example of, instead of saying like, um, instead of saying, I don't eat any sugar, we might say, I am um, not going to have sweet desserts after dinner. That would be like an example of not saying it's a hundred percent. I went out to eat and I wanted to get dessert or my friend wanted to go to the coffee shop and I grabbed a cookie. Okay. We're not going to make an entire black and white situation for ourselves, but we can give ourselves kind of the gray area of, I'm going to try not to keep sweets in the house. And if they're not in my house, I'm probably going to eat less of them as I go on. It avoids some of the pressure of sticking with our goals. And it also avoids that feeling of failure if we don't, if we do the thing we said we weren't going to one time or two times, you haven't failed because your intentionality is still there and you can go right back to it the next moment, the next choice, the next day. The same thing with saying like, I'm going to work out every day. Well, then if you don't one day, there's kind of that feeling of, did I mess up? And we want to try to avoid that feeling of messing up and instead know that what we're doing, we're doing on purpose. We're allowing, we're building in the grace. We're building in the wiggle room. And at the same time, we want to try for not only um, avoiding extreme language, but avoiding negative language and really trying to frame our goals and intentions in things that are positive, that we are going to actually do, not what we won't. So if I go back to that sugar example, even though reducing sugar in our lives is going to make us feel a lot better and it's going to make our body systems function better, 
If I say I'm not going to eat sugar, but I know that every night I have some sort of craving or I, have, I like to have a sweet snack or I like a treat, you know, if that's how you feel in your head, but you're saying, well, I'm not eating sugar, you're only thinking about what you're not doing and what you're taking away from yourself instead of what you are going to do. So a reframe in that language would give you something like, um, instead of saying, I don't eat like sugar after dinner, or I don't eat sweets after dinner anymore. Instead, it might be saying, um, if I'm hungry after dinner, I'm going to have some grapes and popcorn, or I'm going to have um, some trail mix. Tell yourself what you are going to do instead of what you are not. Uh, same thing with um, when people say I'm going to eat less meat or I'm going to eat fewer refined carbs. Sure, those are great things to want to have happen. But when you're hungry or when you're making a meal, what are you going to do? What are you going to include? So instead, it might be when I go shopping, I'm going to buy whole grains. I'm going to prioritize whole grains over refined ones. Maybe it is I'm going to find three new ways this week that I can incorporate beans or plant proteins. I'm going to find a way this week where I can add one extra vegetable to all of our dinners. And when we set goals like this, we're giving ourselves basically like action items that help support the way that we want to feel or be overall, just in smaller chunks and in smaller pieces. And if you've hung around here long enough, you know that that is the whole like mantra around here. It's like our mantra, our small steps matter. The small things that you do matter. It doesn't have to be complicated to be effective. You do not need right now, I guess that's the moral of all four of these points, is that you do not need to know right now, the first week of January, exactly where you are going to end up in December. What you do need to know is what really isn't working for you that you want to tweak, how you're going to start taking action with positive things added into or replacing things in your life. That's it. So what are the first positive steps that you are going to take toward being better and improving your health? That's where I want you to start when you are going to be setting your health goals from 2022. So that quick recap was you don't need to have goals in place right now. Give yourself some time to reflect and to be in touch with your actual real life habits. Acknowledge to yourself that whatever you do decide to begin for this year is probably going to change and probably should as you change and grow. Remember that we get a lot further with um, action or habit-based goals. So we're really looking at what am I going to do? And then how am I going to phrase and frame that for myself so that the language I use to talk about my goal is positive and builds in some grace and wiggle room so that I am on a continual track toward success. Ooh, I hope that this is helpful for you. I hope that this episode helps you to face the new year with a little bit of hope and a little less maybe fear or uncertainty. I hope that it helps you to feel a little bit more in control over how you are going to start caring for your health this year. Um, a couple of things I want to invite you to do. One of them is that um, I'd like to add more Q&A into these episodes this year. I'd like to, instead of having whole Q&A episodes, because I do have a lot of my own topics lined up that I really am excited to share with you this year, I would like to add um, 
questions from listeners and from Instagram audience and from clients, I'd like to add like a question to the end of every episode so that listeners and clients and followers are still getting their questions answered, but they're, they come kind of alongside the messages that I'd like to share with you too. So you can submit questions that you would like to have answered on the podcast related to nutrition, wellness, healthy habits, anything that's on your mind. Uh, you can submit them either at bewellwithstuff.com slash podcast. There's a question, like a submission form box right on that page at bewellwithstuff.com slash podcast. Or of course, you can always jump over to Instagram and send me a DM, Instagram at bewellwithstuff. And I love to hang out there and answer your questions anyway. So anything you're thinking about as far as creating your healthy habits for the new year or specific nutrition or wellness questions, shoot them my way. If I don't know the answer, it'll be a great excuse to do a little research and be able to share more listener question and answers with you on here. The other thing I want to invite you to is a free challenge, free five-day challenge called um, five, wait, I don't want to mess up my own title, five simple ways to eat healthier without dieting in the new year. Five simple ways to eat healthier without dieting in the new year. It is a free email challenge. When you sign up, um, the first email will come for you Monday, January 9th, and then there'll be an email every day. So over the course of that week, you'll get an email to your inbox each day from me that will include a video message from me sharing a simple way to eat healthier, a short PDF guide to match that to help you do the work to implement that healthy nutrition habit, and then um, a little homework prompt that you can reply to the email to help actually um, help you begin making that simple, sustainable change. And you just shoot the email back to me and that way I can talk to you a little bit. We can do a little bit of email coaching to help you take that simple way to eat healthier and implement it into your life. So I'm really excited about this challenge. I did it last year and we actually had um, quite a few people follow through with their little homework prompts, just answer the email with the way they were going to do that healthy eating suggestion and really see some growth and change in their healthy eating habits just from that free week of emails. So highly recommend it. Again, the emails will run. Um, if you're listening to this in real time, they'll run next week, Monday, January 9th through 13th. They'll come to your inbox. Um, and that's it. Little video message and ways to eat healthier without dieting in the new year. You can sign up for those emails and to participate in this challenge and hang out with me there at bewellwithstuff.com slash new year. Bewellwithstuff.com slash new year. It's that easy. Um, thank you for welcoming me back into your phone or earbuds or car or wherever you are listening. I'm really excited to be able to share more health and wellness for your healthy habits and healthy lifestyle um, as this year goes on. I'm excited. I'm excited for 2023, and I hope that you are too. I'll talk to you soon, guys. Be well. 